Welcome to the Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day-to-day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Before we get into today's episode, I have a quick message from my sponsor, Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud hosting platform that simplifies your web hosting experience. The platform allows businesses to focus on their growth and have complete peace of mind with 24-7 support and flexibility to scale. Can we just say support is hugely important when it comes to hosting? And thanks to Cloudways, they are offering an exclusive discount for the Kim Doyle Show listeners. Visit cloudways.com and use the promo code KIM20 to get 20% off for two months on the hosting plan of your choice. All right, guys, let's get into today's episode. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle Show. As always, I am your delightful to be here guest, Kim Doyle. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Um, I'm excited about today's episode because it's something I feel very passionate about. I almost said passionately, passionate. I feel very passionate about. So today's episode is all about simplifying your marketing. And the post title itself is Want the Easy Answer to More Sales? Simplify Your Marketing. So that's really what I want to talk to you guys about today. The one thing I would tell you if you had asked me what to do to grow your online business or to start one would be to simplify your marketing. And in terms of starting a business, I might kind of shift that a little bit, but it would really, really be to master the fundamentals and build a foundation, which we're going to get into. Uh, But there are so many different tactics that you can do to market your business. And the challenging thing is that most of the tactics work. So, you know, even if you, even if they haven't worked for you, you probably know someone who has had great success with a tactic that maybe you've tried and failed at. And just a reminder, as always, I have zero judgment about this. If I could go back and tell myself something, you know, five, 10 years ago, I'm hitting 13 years at doing this in March. It would be to really master the fundamentals and get something dialed in from day one. And we're going to get into that in more detail. Um, But more often than not, people try something or they create something, they put it out there or they share it, whether, you know, and when I say creating something, it could be a course, it could be content, whatever that looks like, a service, an offer. Um, And then they move on to the next thing. (coughs) Excuse me. This is also why a lot of people don't enjoy marketing is because they don't think it works. And they totally overcomplicate things. And I know this because I've done it too. You know, there have there have been so many things that I've tried once and then I made a, a quick decision, a snap decision as to whether or not it really works because I didn't do the analysis. I didn't dive into it. And I'll tell you this, this episode is also inspired. I did, gosh, last week, I think I had five coaching calls. I offer guys, if you didn't know, I do have focus sessions for 90 minutes, you and I, and I've got a few this week and I see some common patterns and it's because there's so much noise out there. There There's so many things you can do. There are so many different platforms and it's kind of like, I don't know where to start. Right. So hopefully you'll get that from this, but here's a quick list of the things you may or may not have tried. Content marketing, video, and I know video is content marketing, but let's just think about the fact that it's sort of its own 
category in terms of you've got YouTube, you've got reels, you've got um, stories. I mean, there's video ads. There's It's a whole other can of worms, right? Same thing with podcasting. Podcasting is content, obviously, but there's a whole nuance to it. Maybe you've tried email marketing. Maybe you've tried paid traffic, webinars, messenger marketing, social media, DMing people, guest posting, or doing JV offers or, uh, you know, JV, um, yeah, just having a JV, which is joint venture, by the way, where you partner with somebody else, they put your offer out in front of their audience. And here's the thing. All of that works. And my guess is you've tried, if you've tried any of these types of marketing, you've had some level of success with it, or maybe even some big success with with one or two of them, or you probably still wouldn't be running your business. Um, But I want to dive into what this really looks like. And hopefully you walk away with some clarity and a little bit of a plan. So first things first, is build your foundation first. This used to drive me crazy <laughs> when I was doing client websites back in the day. And I will tell you that my skill set and knowledge, expertise, whatever, is much greater than back when I was building websites. I need a little water there. Um, a lot of people would come to me wanting a website for business they weren't really clear about. They always had what I would say the easy stuff ready to go. Or I used to, another term I've used is like the peripherals, right? Some had logos, some didn't. Oftentimes they had these elaborate packages for their services created, but they really had no idea of the problem they solved for their customers. Over and over and over again, somebody wants to start an online business, they hire a coach, the coach helps them create high ticket packages. This, this was definitely much more predominant, say, five, six years ago. Um, but they really didn't ha- know if it was a valid business even, if there was an audience, if there was any validation, if there was a need for it. Often these clients fell under the coaching and consulting umbrella. Uh, or, you know, one of the other, one of the, excuse me, kind of niches markets that I worked with a lot of people back then too, as I did coaching with people that had a similar business to me where they were in the service industry. And I did a whole episode on how I got out of it. Um, they, but they were in service and they wanted more leverage. Maybe they wanted to keep some elements of the service business running, but they couldn't keep going on the way they were and really didn't see a way out. Um, So again, sometimes these people, the clients that I had had would fall under the coaching and consulting umbrella. Sometimes they had people that had helped and meaning they had already shown that their coaching or consulting offer was valid, i.e. they had results for people. Um, And sometimes they didn't, which is always a red flag. If you don't know that you can provide a real solution to a real problem, you may just be throwing money down the drain with a website. But again, all this other stuff, which I'm going to talk about, which is the missing piece, it's not fun. Well, I guess to some people it probably is, and I'm not trying to scare people off. It's not sexy. It is so fun, at least I feel this way, to get new graphics back. I I joke around with Jody, and I felt this way with the designer that I worked with for years. It's like Christmas getting new graphics back, and oh, there's a logo, and it that those things to me are inspiring. It's it's fun to see progress. And all this other stuff is, it's just not sexy. I wish there was another word for it. 
until it starts working. Then it becomes really friggin' sexy. So the missing piece is knowing who you serve. And I'm talking beyond that generic customer avatar exercise we've all done. Uh, the problem they have and the solution you provide. And a little off script here. I think this might even be sort of like my first off script. Although, although I'll tell you guys, this was the third start at recording today's episode. First one, I spilled water on my keyboard. Second, I went way too sideways. But the customer avatar exercise, with, which most of us have done, is that age, demographic, what do they like, what do they don't like? There's value in that. Totally not knocking it. It's been around a long time, but I highly encourage you to dig into psychographics as well, which is where you think and define uh, the type of person you want to work work with. So you guys, I feel like I'm tripping over words, but we're going to, we're going to soldier through because I want to record this today. Psychographics. I define the type of people that I want to work with that they are And just a couple, guys, you don't have to go super deep into this, but a couple in terms of, I work with people that are self-responsible and they want to take responsibility for everything in their life. I know that's broad, um, but they are open-minded and they're interested in growing. So those are sort of psychographics. Those are my tribe, my people. Um, But the reason they didn't have this, and I'm, I'm going back to the the proverbial client sort of where I was talking about coaches and consultants, but you know, this is hard work to do and not just those, the avatar exercises, but the messaging, um, you know, I'm not going to go on a rant about quote unquote doing the work. Lord knows I do it enough, but if you don't take the time to do it now, you're going to waste a lot of time getting it wrong. And again, I am speaking from experience. So spend whatever time it takes to get, clear on your messaging, who you serve, the problems they have, and how you can help them. There are plenty of resources out there. And if you don't want to or are not in a position to to look for somebody to work with, start with StoryBrand, uh, the book by Donald Miller. And he's got a free tool. And once you've gone through that and done it, then go back and edit it. Find somebody that you can go through that with and see if it's clear because we're, we're so close to it. And I'll tell you guys, I'm redoing this for Kim Doyle because I've got a, a new site coming, um, which I think I've talked about for a while, but the homepage is completely done, ready to go. I'm just finalizing some links. Um, but really making sure it's not an ambiguous, I help entrepreneurs grow their business. Did you just hear how I said entrepreneurs? <sighs> for the love but really drill down and it should be about your ideal customer client, not you, right? So, but spend whatever time it takes to do that. And I'm going to tell you that if you've never done this before, often what happens is you come up with these sort of surface level generic answers. So I would go through it and then I would go deeper and I would go deeper. The clearer you can be, the better. Um, I've, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but Jody and I spent six hours on a zoom call on a Saturday, getting this right for the content creators planner. You guys remember we, we built that in four months, start to launch 
uh, and then printing and all that kind of stuff. But start to launch, it was four months. And we had, we were tired. There was lots of long calls, but getting this right for the content creators planner was so incredibly powerful. And it has provided us with a foundation for all of our content and marketing. We literally do not have to, we don't struggle. Maybe we struggle with, you know, fine tuning creative when it comes to ads or copy, but because that foundation is there and I don't say struggle, but you have to drill a little bit deeper and you want to try and say the same thing in a unique way or um, present it in a different manner. But taking the time to do that was such a phenomenal experience. And I'm not a branding or messaging expert, so I don't have an arsenal of tools or processes, but I can assure you that finding someone who can help you nail your messaging is worth every single penny. Um, you know, here's here's a, a quick little um, example of this too, is I had a friend and I won't uh, give her course name out, but it was course topic for everyone. And I said, is it? Like, is it really for everybody? So it's like, and it's not a marketer niche. That's, that's something I'd probably take a course on, but I was really, you know, so I questioned her about it and she changed it to course topic made easy, which all of the sudden people who are interested in course topic, which I should just say, you know, as an example, content for everyone, although I say everything is content, so maybe I shouldn't use that as an example. It, it's a specific tool. And, and we, we just had a really good conversation about it. And I said, you know, you're going to eliminate this need to try and you can't talk to everybody the same way. You're not going to, if I were to make a a recommendation on something, I would talk very differently to say my dad, like if I was talking about, let's say an app. Okay. I'm trying to find an example, a phone app who my dad, even though he has an iPhone 12, doesn't even do FaceTime. I'm like, ready to buy him an Echo camera. But I'm like, no, he's got a brand new phone he needs to use FaceTime. But anyway, let's say it was an app. He's not tech savvy. So I'm going to explain to him and I'm going to convince him or tell him why this new app is so great in a very different manner than I would to, you know, my 20, 23 year old daughter who's super tech savvy. So not everything is for everyone, which is where circling back to this example, you have to be clear and you have to know who you're talking to and why they need what you're offering, right? So if you're not in a position to hire someone, then do the work and learn how to get clear on this, guys. I cannot recommend StoryBrand enough. It's a, it's a fabulous tool. You don't need to go through the, um, he's got a, I think a pricey, I don't say pricey. He's got a more in-depth course that is no doubt worth every penny. Um, <clears throat> but in this case, like it's not until after you've gotten clear that these people should have been jumping into having a website created because copy, you know, it becomes so often you see copy that is written. Um, how do I want to say this? It uh, surface level is the only thing that comes to mind. And I, I, I totally, totally, totally did this. So again, this has become so much clearer for me as I have taken the time to drill down and do this. Now, <clears throat> if you're in a position just to hire a great copywriter, then fantastic. But I can tell you, just like Jody and I are getting great results with our Facebook ads in terms of profitability, 
we know our audience and our product better than any eight, the two agencies we work with. And it doesn't mean there's not an agency out there that couldn't kill it for us. I'm not saying that, but it's going to be a lot easier <clears throat> if we ever decide to hire an agency, which I don't think we will. We want someone in-house, but it's going to be a lot easier to work with someone else because we understand it so well. So, and you guys, just a side note, I get that most of you listening probably have a website, which is great, but take some time to look at your website through different eyes. Look through the lens of someone who wants to hire you. Is it clear what you do and how you can help them? You know, again, websites should be about your clients, not you. And I'm not saying you can't say, I help, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. I feel like for somebody who's talking about simplifying, I'm making this really complicated. Figure out what you enjoy, right? So the first point to this whole thing is build your foundation. Get a solid so I'm going to try and do a recap here, but solid website, clear messaging, who you serve, the problem they have and how you help them. Okay. That's the clarity. And you need to be able to say it in a way, which is copy. You need to be able to express it in a way that makes somebody at least want to inquire and learn more. Right? So the next piece after building the foundation is to figure out what you enjoy. So the truth of this is that I enjoy most of what I do. Um, and if you've never seen it, guys, my YouTube channel, I did a PowerPoint manifesto that I animated to music a long time ago. And the first slide is if it's not fun, I'm not doing it. So just remember that phrase. Um, but I've worked really hard to figure that out. I've tried a lot of different things to get clear on what I enjoy doing most, because I truly believe that you gain clarity through the doing. So my ultimate goal for this year for my marketing is to focus on writing. I thoroughly enjoy writing content, emails, copy, like just absolutely love it. And I will tell you that when I started, I did not. I was, I could write. I had, you know, I did well in school writing papers and whatnot, but writing, creating content, engaging with an audience and Lord knows copy. I just fell in love with it over the last year and a half, maybe. Um, but I really, truly enjoy writing. Like I love writing out these podcast episodes before I record. I love podcasting. Uh, so I, I, I'm phrasing these incorrectly. There's four points for my marketing goals for 2021. Writing, podcasting, paying for traffic, and live streaming occasionally. <laughs> <clears throat> so really, that's it for now. Doesn't mean I won't add anything, but those four, let's say, buckets are where I'm going to double down my my time and effort. I've, you know, I thought about jumping back into YouTube and growing my channel, but it's just not something I have the desire to do right now. I, I don't know, I had like 1,500 subscribers, and for whatever reason, I had the foresight when I launched my channel. I don't even know when it was early on, uh, before 2000 nine, maybe, I don't know. Um, but this is when I was doing, you know, how to do this with WordPress and how to do that. And I, and I share live streams there and all of that, but you know, I just, I don't know. I don't want to do how to do this, how to do that with tech. It's not my wheelhouse anymore. Um, but the truth is, you know, unless I have a clear strategy as to the type of video content that I would want to do consistently, that would provide value, it's just not going to happen. 
And doesn't mean I won't maybe later, but right now, that's it. And it's a short list, you guys, and it's really intentional. Um, like I said, I will probably mix other marketing types into my efforts, but they're all going to be connected. So, you know, as an example, I enjoy doing webinars. But for me to do a webinar, it will obviously link to an offer or a specific business objective. Um, I will be doing some webinars in 2021 to launch a group coaching, which I'm freaking excited about. Um, but there's going to be the specific offer, offer and the webinar will be connected to paid traffic, email follow-up sequence, and then the coaching offer. And I am committed to running that webinar as long as it takes to perfect it. I don't know if that means once a month, twice a month. I have no idea. Um, but I will get the webinar nailed and then put it on, you know, I'll put it into an on-demand webinar. So again, the goal is to do it live and then put it on an evergreen, but it's not going to be one of those BS evergreen webinars where you have to pick a time in the future. Uh, <laughs> Jody did a great pet peeve post in the content creators Facebook group about this. It's like, we all know they're recorded. Let me watch it when I'm opting in. I'm, I, I want to see it now. Anyway, I could not be more excited about how I'm going to do this. And, uh, one of just a side note, I do think there's massive value in running things live mainly because you get to practice. So you're going to get better and better at presenting but you're going to get engagement and feedback, which may help you tweak to get something better. You'll find maybe where you weren't clear enough about one element. So I, I really do think there's a lot of value in doing things live. Um, another focus in 2021 relative to writing is going to be to grow my email list with quality subscribers. Having grown the content creators planner list the way we have, it is hard not to agree with that infamous saying that the money is in the list. And I don't say this to be like, Oh, look at us, you guys. Um, but because please remember that we started running Facebook ads for $10 a day, and we kept it at $10 a day for a long time. And it was working really well. And then it was like, okay, you know, scale. And that's when we hired agencies. And you've all heard that story. Um, but the truth is, every single time we email, we make money. And it's it. This is not because we're just pitching at people. We have a relationship and we provide value and we believe in our product and we know the problem it solves. So the first is going to be through my hashtag F the hustle newsletter. You guys, the last time I was this excited about a type of content was when I launched the podcast back in 2013, which I can't believe it's been that long. And I truly believe it's a huge opportunity. Most people I've talked to, though, still associate the newsletter with that old school marketing, sign up for our newsletter of tips and tricks and whatever, excuse me, or, you know, those, the easing, remember those, you guys? Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm drinking sparkling water. This is probably not a great idea. I just felt like mixing it up today. Anyway, those self-involved marketers of 10 years ago, and really the newsletters were like, you know, enough about me. What do you think about me? Where it would be like some really just dry blurb in the beginning that felt like, I don't know, PLR content, which stands for private label rights. If you don't know that, where somebody just bought some generic post 
And then the rest of it was literally, and this is what I'm doing. And this is what I'm doing. And look at what one of my clients had to say. And this is what I'm doing. And here's how you can work with me. And here's all of my accreditations and everywhere I've been featured. It they were so self-serving, but whatever, right? Like that's how things evolve. So that's not the type of newsletters I am talking about. F the hustle came about. I And I'd wanted to do a newsletter for a while. I interviewed, if you remember, I'll link to it, Josh Spector, who has a newsletter called For the Interested. And it's, he's got, I don't know, 25,000 plus subscribers. And <coughs> excuse me, Jody and I have Creativity Published for the Content Creators Planner, which we have now, I think, 23 issues. Um, I just, I wish I had known how much fun it was going to be to do this. Um, and I've talked about, if you listen to the last episode with Allegra, about why I chose F the Hustle and all that. But um, I'm going to do a deep dive episode into newsletters because I have gone down a massive rabbit hole, but there's very specific objective to this. And I will talk about what I'm doing, how it's working and how I'm growing it. Um, And I'm going to use both my newsletter and creativity published. Uh, I will use both of those as case studies. So, you know, that's going to be coming probably I'm hoping before the first of the year or shortly thereafter, um, because I will have launched referral programs for both of those. And I'll get into all of that. But you know, like I said earlier, <clears throat> I truly enjoy writing. I, I just, I wish I had known how much fun <laughs> it was going to be. And it wasn't, you guys, it wasn't like I flipped a switch. I just stuck with it. Well, that's not true. I should say that the switch that I did flip when it comes to writing is when I made a commitment to myself to try daily email marketing. I I was fully prepared to accept any consequences that came from that in terms of unsubscribes and people complaining, whatever. I was like, doesn't matter. I, I want to do this. Um, and I felt a pull for it. And that's also a huge, my wish for you is to listen to those pulls and nudges because I, I launched my podcast because I had this pull to do it and I wanted to have fun. And one of the best things I've ever done, I think You can quote me, but that's a prediction. I think we're going to see newsletters blow up in 2021. Um, Truly, based on the amount of research and reading I've been doing on it. And it's a a really, I feel like it's kind of the Wild West. Mainly because there's still some education involved, required, I guess, for people to get on board with this new format. Think of it more as a publication where it's aggregated content that you're bringing to people. Mine's a mixture. And if you've not, you you really need to subscribe to F the Hustle. But it's a combo of a little bit of a, um, hopefully sharing a little bit at the beginning, a little bit of a blog post. And then I share some tools and books and podcasts. I usually try to include something funny. So it's, I'm having a ball and I cannot wait to see where it goes because of what I've got planned for it. So Um, I know it might sound like I'm doing a lot, but you'll notice that with the exception of some new strategies for going the newsletter, everything that I'm doing, I've been doing. None of it is a new tactic. And I'm not also trying to try each of these things all at the same time. I'm not trying to, you know, create, well, I'm not doing video, but I'm not trying to launch a podcast, launch a newsletter, get into email marketing. Uh, create regular consistent content, start Facebook ads. Like I'm not, I've been doing this and each of them happened independently. Each I started each of them independently and got better at it. So the next piece of this is to get 
something working and then perfect it. So many people will market or sell something and they get less than what they were hoping for in terms of results. So instead of looking at what did work, again, these sweeping broad decisions, the entire process didn't work and they kind of throw the baby out with the bathwater and they move on to the next thing they can launch. And this just creates this huge vicious cycle of never getting anywhere. And, you know, hand to heart, I've done this and I'm going to ask you guys to get really real with yourself for a minute. And if you were to look back at, I bet you could come up with five things you've started, may have deployed and moved on to something else. And if you were to take the time it took to do all five of those things and combine them, how, how, what could you have mastered and perfected in that time? I guess is what I'm, I'm asking. And I'm not saying that you can only focus on one thing at a time. You know, I think we all are adults and have to trust our own processes Um, but what I am saying is that if it works at all, and it's something you enjoy doing, get better at it. Again, like how much better do you think you would be at email marketing? If you simply focused on it for a year, you practiced it, you made offers, you measured which emails got higher open rates, which calls to action got the highest click through rates, you know, et cetera. Just, and obviously this applies to any type of content or marketing strategy. And so pick that thing that you enjoy doing the most that gets you a return and see where you can get better at it. Here's another example, you guys. When uh, we launched the Content Creators Planner, we had purchase follow-up sequences. And I think I told, I think I shared this before that then we revisited uh, and we added some here and there as we added a couple products or bundles, whatever. And then just this past summer, we spent a ton of time revamping all of the purchase follow-up sequences and streamlining it and rewriting the copy and updating the way the emails looked. And now we get, they just, it works, you guys. (laughs) They get better results is my point. So, you know, ask yourself if you're willing to do it over and over and over again, measuring what worked, what didn't and seeing how you can improve on it. This, this whole thing of consistency and find whatever way you need to implement this in your life. What has helped me? I've, I've talked about it before. Accountability works great for me. And I know I've had times like where the podcast is, you know, life has gotten in the way and whatnot, but you just get back up and you keep going. I don't think everything needs to be analyzed and you know, a deep dive into why you did this or why you did that. Just get back on the horse and keep going. Um, but find the things that you can do consistently. So podcasting, I love, I'm back on the swing of things, the newsletter, email, like I love writing. I can do that consistently, but pick a way, meaning if you say you're going to do a newsletter, if that interests you, or you've got a weekly recap email or whatever it is, but pick the thing that you can pick one thing to be consistent with and make a commitment. Make a commitment to yourself more than anything else. Um, And if you want accountability, find an accountability partner. All right. So, um, you know, if you spend time getting the thing you already made working before you jump into your next idea, it's going to make the next idea that much more fun to create. Another example, we have an idea for 
another planner. Very excited about this, but we need to ensure that our ads are this well-oiled machine that we've got the traffic flow coming in. We've already got all the follow-up sequences. We've got the newsletter. We've got most things in place, except one more piece, which is another offer on the back end. It's going to be a, a content promotion course that, you know, so that's coming first quarter as well. Once that machine is working and we've launched version two of the planner, which is coming first quarter, then we can address a new product, uh, a pretty cool planner that I'm very excited about, but that's all I can say. But do you see where I'm saying that'll be the second, the next idea will be so much more fun knowing this is working and running and we've got and, and Jody's way better about processing and workflows than I am. I'm just going to be honest because she's got clients and she's got to be. Um, and it's how our brains work, but it's going to be really enjoyable to kick that off in the second half of this year, knowing all of this is working. All right. Next up is to focus on assets you own. Oh man. I know I am not the only person who's a little tired of social media. And you guys, it's probably been this year, just everything that 2020 encompasses that I have felt that. Um, and I'm not leaving social or closing my accounts or stopping activity. I, I'm, you know, I'm not. Uh, I know I could put a lot more energy into some platforms to get better results, but I just don't enjoy it the way I once did. And I think it has to do with, uh, we're going to just, I was trying to say it's not an economist, but my own sort of. 10,000 foot view of it is social is uh, it's matured. It's not this new exciting thing anymore. And so it's like, okay, now we're going to be stepping into sort of version two of what this looks like and, and how it fits into our lives and how we use it in our businesses. It's just as it's kind of become like a staple, right? Um, you know, I'm going to continue to share my content and engage, but at this point I'd rather master paid traffic than than organic social, to be honest with you. And I'm nowhere near having a solid understanding of all of the nuances of paid traffic. You guys, we really just run Facebook and Instagram. We haven't even started with YouTube or Google or any other media buying platforms. Um, But, you know, we have been, and when I say we, I mean, Jody and I for the planner, we've been fortunate enough to get a great great, uh, Facebook ad account rep we qualified for some program. I couldn't tell you how we qualified, nor could I tell you how you can qualify um, because we asked her actually, but we've gotten, we've had the opportunity to work with her for 90 days and we're hoping she's hoping she's so great to continue with us. It has helped me immensely just navigating ad manager and my understanding of things. We also purchased uh, Claire Pelletro's absolute FB ads, which is so good. And I'm only in the second module. Um, but I want a really solid understanding of paid traffic and how it fits in our business. Um, I'll be launching paid ads for my own stuff. And, you know, it's just, I, I, it probably has to do with the time in my life as well that I really, um, I just, I like connecting with people I know and I like making stuff and publishing. Um, it totally reminds me of, I'm, I'm just going to share this and I'll probably botch this quote. Uh, and I heard this from Dr. Wayne Dyer, if you guys have ever listened to any of his work. Um, it was uh, Walt Whitman and Henry David Thoreau. You know what's crazy? 
this is totally non sequitur. Do you know how many of those literary giants all lived to around the same time and knew each other? It's crazy. But Henry David Thoreau, um, he, he quoted something and he said, simplify, 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 which is where I think he went out to Walden Pond and wrote all that. And But Walt Whitman said, I think one simplify would have sufficed, <laughs> which is kind of where I feel like I'm going. You get my point. Again, so we're this this section we're talking about focusing on assets you own. You know, so having run a Facebook group for I think it's four years. I put three plus years in the post, but it's it's definitely on the four year mark. Um, I want to see a better return on my time with the group. And I can without a doubt say, you know, the last year and a half, definitely since losing my mom, my energy in the group has just not been there and I that's fine. I I didn't have it in me. I've kept it going, but I, when I launched the group did a lot more like live stream and hot seat and all that. So I have, well, I've not announced it in the group, but the group is now an official extension of the content creators planner. And Jody is officially like my partner in there as well. So we are going to do a reboot, uh, the first quarter of 2021. And I'm not going to go into that. I'll do probably, we'll probably do a podcast episode about, what that looks like, how we planned it, um, podcast here anyways, and uh, the results, because we're going to incorporate a giveaway and, and do some promotion with what it looks like. It feels tired to me. There's great engagement and amazing people in the group, but I feel tired of kind of the same old, same old. So um, we'll give it the time and traction, uh, you know, to get the traction. I mean, we'll give it the time to get the traction we want. But if we don't see the return on our time, meaning we're not getting people on our email or customer list, then it's time to evaluate if it's worth keeping. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's, it's food for thought. I've already decided that I'm going to use circle.so for my private groups. Um, So any group related to any course and all my, uh, and the group coaching will all be uh, on circle.so. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. Um, but no other, just no more Facebook groups for me outside of the current group and getting a return on that. So what I will say is don't ever be focused on growing your Facebook group more than your email list. And don't ever be focused on growing social following more than your email list. I'm just going to say it again, you guys, you don't own those assets. And getting the results we've gotten through email marketing. And when I'm, you know, when I've really put the effort into it, which I am, and just the results are there. And what I will say, um, I feel like I keep teasing all this newsletter stuff because I'm so obsessed with it. But what I will say is that in doing a ton of research, I've written a couple newsletter posts actually on content creators planner, I should link to, but in all the research, what's happening is, you know, because there's so much noise online, we have so many, oh, so much. And people are, I think there's a little bit of an overwhelm. I'm going to go ahead and just speak for everybody on the planet. <laughs> I love these broad terms, people, everyone. But the email inbox is still more intimate. And newsletters are very digestible on a phone. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Um, you know, this, none of this is about vanity metrics and there are plenty of people, I'm going to say this, who are say killing it on Instagram, sending direct messages for coaching programs. 
I don't want to do that. So remember, this has to tie into what you want to do. If you love social and you love being there and you're having fun and getting results, master that and, and maximize it. Just make sure you're getting them off of social and onto an email list. You know, this is also one of the reasons that Jody and I were adamant that our funnels and paid traffic happen on our site. We're, I mean, at one point, I think the height, we were at close to $1,500 a day in ad spend. So think about how much traffic we're sending to our own site. Why would I want to send that to a property I don't own? And this is not about platforms or anything, you guys, um, because I do understand that not everyone has that technical skill set. And so this isn't about one using one platform or the other. If you're on ClickFunnels, if you're selling directly off your course platform and it's working, do you, boo. Seriously, this is not a judgment there. But make sure you are always, always, always driving people back to properties you own where you're building assets, i.e. your email list. Again, it's simple. It means a website and an email list you own. I, I stand firmly by this, that this should always be your first priority. And a side note, um, just to go back to my obsession with newsletters, maybe for a fourth, fifth time, I don't know. Depending on your business, keep in mind that building an, uh, an email list, let's say you've got 50,000 people on a newsletter list and they're highly engaged and it's in an industry uh, where it's not you as the brand, right? Like, obviously, I'm not going to sell F the Hustle. It's me. Uh, creativity published, we could. But that 50,000 email list is a saleable asset. So keep that in the back of your mind. And I'm not necessarily saying to build it with the intent to sell, although have at it, whatever you want to do. Um, so to kind of wind things down here, the last section really is to start with this. Meaning before you get into any advanced tactics or marketing methods, make sure you have these few things in place. You have a consistent content schedule that you can maintain. And whatever that looks like, I've had people ask me, especially doing these coaching calls. Well, how often should I do this? And how often should I do that? And how many times? There is no magic number. There, there truly isn't because if you have, we've all heard this, the, the saying, and there's an article, if you just Google it, 1000 true fans, if you are putting the right message in front of the right people, you could make more money off of a 500 person email list than somebody with a 50,000 person email list that is, you know, serves, um, God, what's the saying I was thinking of? Oh, I, I read something once and it said, if you're, if you're for everybody, you're for nobody, something like that. And I'm talking about marketing guys. Um, but really think about a consistent content schedule that you can maintain whatever type of content you're creating and whatever medium that is. If you can make sure it starts and, and is published first on your website, because another step into the newsletter thing for us is publishing public is creating publications on medium, right? And we'll just set the, it's called a canonical URL so that the search engines know the original content was published on the websites first. The second thing is an email opt-in offer with a quality 
follow-up sequence. And if you don't have, which you can use your newsletter as an opt-in offer. So it you just want to make sure that it's not sign up for our newsletter for the latest news or tips and tricks, right? It just, I don't know, makes me think of like corporate America circa 1980 or something. Come up with a publication name and get really clear on who it's for. You know, with Creativity Publish, we say creativity loves company is one of our uh, sayings, but it is, oh, I don't have it in front of me, but it's um, a newsletter for conversion driven, conversion driven content creators. <laughs> it's not in front of me. I'm sorry, you guys. So the same thing I got clear on F the hustle, who it's for. And again, I'm kind of drawing a blank, but it's how it's written. But so make sure you're very clear if you want to use your newsletter, if that's something you're going to do as your opt-in offer, but you have to have that opt-in offer on your site with a quality follow-up sequence. And then novel idea, uh, look at your follow-up sequence. Once people start getting onto your list and engaging with your emails, see which ones are working, which ones are not, what stuff gets clicked through, all of that. But the second you create a relationship with somebody, meaning they give you their email address in exchange for whatever, make sure that you're showing them from day one that they're going to hear from you on a consistent basis, whatever that looks like. Um, And I'm going to just tell you this, that I still, you know, people, I don't like pop-ups. They're annoying, blah, blah, blah. This isn't about you. It's about your customer and give your customer the opportunity, give your visitor the opportunity to subscribe. And we added, so we have a couple opt-ins for creativity published. And well, we have a couple things going on on the site, which, (laughs) and I'm talking about content creators right now, but I'm going to tell you, I was floored just by putting the F the hustle opt-in up. And I think I got in a few days, like 43 opt-ins. It's crazy. You guys with the creativity published, same thing we've had, I don't know, over 3% conversion for both of those pop-ups and we have more traffic there. So it's even greater. And we've turned that it's turned off on all product pages or whatnot. Anyway, I I'm going 12 ways off script here, but so again, number one is a consistent content schedule you can maintain. Number two is an email opt-in offer with a quality follow-up sequence. And please don't get caught up in how many emails should it be? You guys are all on lists. Like you have an idea of what this looks like and you can Google it. Start, 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 start. That's all I'm going to tell you. Get them written, get them scheduled, get it so they go out, you know, set up whatever you want. Some people email every day. Some people wait two or three days in between. You know, I would, I would see if you can do a little bit of a stretch goal. So if you're not comfortable emailing, you know, five emails in a row day to day, then do it between two, three days apart whatever it looks like. Maybe you've got a six month nurture sequence, but the point is get it written, get it running and then evaluate. And then the last thing, and these are just the three basic things, right? The last thing is to have one thing for sale so that you can make an offer to the email subscribers who have given you their email address and essentially said, I'm interested in knowing more about what you do. This should be under $50 and it should be a clear solution to a problem they have. And I get it that you may not know what, you know, when I say a problem they have, we're talking about 
that person back up when we talked about ideal customer avatar, psychographics, all of that, and knowing who you serve. So for us, we see people spinning their wheels, trying to create content and be everywhere, and they're getting results. They're not getting any results. They're getting results nowhere is what I meant to say. Um, But that one thing for sale and what I would do with that is I would have the opt-in offer. I would have a thank you page. I would put something for sale on that thank you page. They may or may not take you up on it. And then in the within that email sequence, I would give them another opportunity to purchase. And <clears throat> what, I don't know, I think it's human nature. If you're not comfortable selling, and I know there are people that are, it is not this like innate thing in me. I've just hit a point where I'm so done not, <laughs> you know, I, I hit a point and the planner was great validation for me, but give people the opportunity to buy from you. Try and reframe it that way. Give them the opportunity to buy from you. And you have no idea. Somebody may opt in on their phone and knowing that they're going to get the, whatever it is, lead magnet, ebook training workshop is going to show up in their inbox, but they're not going to They've got to go or you have no idea why somebody does or doesn't take action that first time. So give them the opportunity again. So truly, before you get into any advanced tactics or marketing methods, I highly recommend you have a consistent content schedule, an email opt-in offer with a quality follow-up sequence, and then one thing for sale. Because when you do this, this is repeatable. And then it's like, oh, okay. And then you start engaging, you ask questions and, you know, And I know that I'm talking about the beginner element here, but I know plenty of people who have been in business for 10 plus years who aren't doing this because they're a service business. And so it's been referral and it's been word of mouth. And there's no, there's no machine in essence, there's no system, there's no process running. Um, You know, so getting those things going. And does that mean that you can't do anything else? Of course not. That's not what I'm saying at all. But if this is, excuse me, working for you in the background, it's a lot easier to try something else. And yes, that means traffic, which means your a consistent content schedule includes sharing it organically or paid traffic, you know, if that makes sense, but, but just get this stuff working and then move on. And then what, with all of these things, The other piece of that is then you go back and you assess and you evaluate and where can I make this better? How can I get, you know, I'm getting people to opt in. I'm getting them to click through, but for some reason they're not converting on the the product that I have for sale. So what, what's missing there? And you have to take the time to do that due diligence, right? Where you, you have a conversation, you put an offer out your list. You guys, I would love to hop on a zoom because X, Y, Z, is an offer I've made to you for whatever reason you didn't buy. Um, what do you find out? Like ask them, why didn't you buy? Or, you know, was the price too high? Are you not ready right now? Is this too rudimentary? Do you need something more advanced? Find out. But you have to look at this stuff before you decide, I'm going to do paid this over here. Does that make sense? So again, just get that working before you jump into paid traffic, high ticket courses, coaching and services, all those extra things. And I know these are, I'm I'm doing a lot of generalizations and dumping things into one bucket. Um, but it does not have to be so hard. I really, really believe that. 
Does it require work? Yeah, but I would rather work at one thing and get it performing really well than be trying to be everything to everybody. One thing I would pay attention to, we're wrapping things up here, guys. One thing I would pay attention to for yourself, do this, treat this almost like an experiment because this is what I've done for myself. When I start looking at here, here two examples, and I, and again, you guys are used to me repeating stuff, so I'll stop qualifying that. Jody and I bought Claire Pelletro's Facebook course, which retails for $2,000, and we got a discount off through opting in. But we bought that through automation. I didn't watch her do a live webinar. I didn't have to do it. wasn't a huge launch. It was all through automation. I bought Vanessa Lau's Bossgram course, which at the time I paid $1,200, I think. I did that all through automation because their front end workshop training that I signed up for was that good. So when I start looking at where I've spent money and people who are maybe where I want to be in terms of the way their business is run, what they're doing, and I'm not talking about the category of a business industry they're in, um, pay attention to that. And I'll, what I observe is that I don't see people that are at a level that I aspire to be spending all day chit chatting on Facebook. As an example, I don't, I do see them spending money on traffic. I do see them being consistent. I do see them partnering with a different caliber of person. So, you know, again, this isn't a judgment, but pay attention and look at the results you're currently getting from your efforts. So let's wrap things up here because I have no doubt that many people listening to this will already have a lot of this stuff in place. I, and you understand it, you understand this, but sometimes it's just hearing it again and having, you know, that message delivered to you that it's really like take responsibility. And whenever I say that, I really hope you guys hear that it's not coming from a good, bad, right or wrong. But when you say I created this, it means you can create something different. Now is a perfect time to do a marketing assessment of your own business. We actually, Jody created an amazing piece of content on the content creators planner that I'm linking up to. Uh, it's, it's a marketing checkup and there are Google sheets that you can download that will help you look at what's working. Um, but really take a look at what's working. And I think you'll know I get results here. I, I don't get results here. If you don't want to go as in-depth as the marketing checkup, which super valuable um, and really get clear on what you enjoy doing. Do yourself a favor as we wind down this oh so insane year. Pick just a few things to focus on in 2021 and do them really, really well. Take the time to figure out where you get the most leverage based on what you enjoy doing. In other words, where do you get the best return on the investment of your time? And the example I'll give there is Jody and I, uh, well, we talk all the time. I, we, I should count how many times I've said Jody's name in this episode. <laughs> um, one of the things we were discussing last week was, you know, dialing in our back end of the funnel, which you've heard. Um, and we've got the content promotion course coming out. We are doing the content marketing accelerator and we were thinking, is this something we want to continue doing quarterly? Could we turn this into a 12-week program? And I'm like, 
you know what? I don't want to do any of that. Like, not that I don't want to do the accelerator. That's what I mean. But for the price point of some of those things, I would rather focus on let's scale it up and let's do a mastermind through this. Like you just hit a point when you've been doing this a long time that you say, where can I get the best return on the investment of my time? Uh, Where do I get leverage? And, you know, what do you need? And always come back to, and I don't mean just financially, but what do you need in your life? What do you want your life to look like? I like a lot of white space in my life, which is why I'm moving to a group coaching. I'll still do one-off sessions, just a lot less, but, and I miss that camaraderie of, of working with people. So, you know, really take the time to, to figure that out for yourself. And, you know, what that means to, it's just, it's not hopping around trying every tactic possible. And if you've got a team and you've got people to deploy all this, then have at it. But when I've had team, when I've had a team, I don't right now. And I would love to have one or two people working with me. And that is it. I don't ever see going. There's no, there's no need to, uh, because I know what I want my life to look like. So focus on mastery and consistency. And I promise you, you'll get results and you're going to feel better in the process. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Again, I love you tons. And if you've not left a review, please do so on iTunes. Is it? Um, God, I said the wrong. I think I had Google. What did I? It's Google Podcast now. It's not Google Play. I got to change all that. Anyways, you know the drill. So have a fantastic rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. And I will catch you next time. Hey, guys. So I hope I was a little comic relief for you in that. I literally introduced myself as the guest on my own show. Yeah, I cannot re-record the episode. Uh, But as always, thanks for listening. And if you've not checked out F The Hustle, just go to kimdoyle.com forward slash F The Hustle. And I'm going to be rolling out a rewards program. So there's going to be some fun F The Hustle swag, a private community, and some other awesome stuff. I am obsessed with this. So again, kimdoyle.com forward slash F The Hustle. And I'll catch you next time.